Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, doing everyone? Massive video here going through all the potential options heading into round 13 and then a little look into potentially some guys you'd like to pick up in 14 looking forward to round 17 and beyond. And just before I would get started, I just want to say there's a few people I'm seeing in the Facebook groups in my Discord as well that are just doing trades at the moment that a guy that's not playing this week for another guy that's you know got to buy this week. And just be aware that there's every chance that injuries can happen at training and all that kind of stuff. I feel like if you're making that sideways trade, like I've seen like a Tuolungi one, you know, 412K into a 390K player, it's just like a very sideways one. We can just do that next week. We still get four trades next week, so you're not going to use all of them at once. So just be... Uh, aware of doing that obviously i can understand if if it's someone that's like a 600k guy and you're trading them down to a cheapie to to be able to upgrade elsewhere i can see that but i would just try and hold off as much as you can heading into next week and this as i said guys big video is going to be if you are enjoying it please tell your friends uh yeah get 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 this out to as many people as possible yes that means i might uh, beat you this week but if you're listening to me regularly i think you're going to be doing pretty well we'll start off with the hookers and we've got there are four guys here who you could potentially pick up this week, and then I spoke. I'm just going to speak about Reed briefly as well as a potential round 14 option, uh, unless he's going to be getting into uh, into Origin, uh, which is unlikely when you got Ben Hunt and also Harry Grant there. I think Reed is a solid one heading into round 14. If you're needing to upgrade a Starling or you're wanting to do you know, improve that hooking position, if you trade out Harry, then Reed could be that guy. So let's move on to the footy stats page there. We'll go through Appy as a starter. So. Him at 681K, he's priced just under that 50 mark, which is where he's averaging at the moment at 48.6. And the main issue with him is just when he plays that little bit less minutes, sometimes he can get the mid-30s or the high 20 score. He's got 28 and a 27. But since those two weeks, there's since those two weeks, he's played two 80-minute games and a and a two 65-minute games, essentially, and, and averaging really, really nice scores in that, in the high 50s. So a 72, 47, 66, 
and 55. And, and with all the guys out this week, you'll see Appy play 80. We should be doing. Mitch Kenny will come on uh, and play a bit of a middle role, you'd say. Uh, I think would be the smartest option for them. And Kenny can come in and help out at dummy half as well. But Abby is definitely a solid option over the next bunch of weeks. And at 48.6, he's probably not going to be a clear keeper option in the hooking position, but he would be a pretty nice second option. So if you had him at like your 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th man come the end of the year, it wouldn't be the worst idea. So I see Appy uh, really ramping up, you know, heading towards the back end of the season now and heading in towards finals. Obviously, it's a while away, but... He's got plenty of work to do over this origin period with a lot of the guys playing extra games and stuff like that. So I think Appy, it'll be his turn to really step up and do really well. We've obviously seen what he's done in previous years. 2020 absolutely killed it. Last year was up and down a little bit with some of his scores and obviously missed a bunch of games as well. But overall, he's a very, very good player who has the potential to hit 60s and 70s. So Appy, definitely a solid option for you this week. Reese Robson, obviously that bit more expensive and... The main worry with him over the last few weeks, or last week especially, was that Jake Granville was going to come in and take a few minutes. And I'm, you know, much to everyone that owns Robson, the happiness there is that he didn't come on and do that. Granville's on the bench again, but there's a great chance that, that Reese plays the 80 minutes. And I think you, know, you can see uh, pretty much every week for the, you know, since round six, he's played the 80 and got really good scores. So I think he's someone that could average 50, 50 to 55 there. And a 728 is definitely a solid option. You've got 19 out of the top 100 that have him. And with Appy, it's very, very low. So if you want a little bit of a pod who can get you the 70s and 80s and help you win games, for example, in head-to-head or obviously improve your ranks and overall, then Appy might be your guy. Uh, just about that 40-odd K, 47 K less than uh, Robson, for example. So that's uh, the theory there. Jeremy Marshall-King is a sneaky one as well. Just thought I'd mention him. Averaging 47, priced accordingly. He's been fairly solid. Obviously, minutes have been a little bit up and down across the season so far. He's had a random one with 48 a bunch with 70, uh, and, and had finally played the 80 minutes last week. So anywhere 70 plus for him, he can obviously have some decent scores. He has scored three tries, and they're, they're mainly the games that he's done really well. If we're going to go for someone in this price bracket, I would be going for Appy personally, but I just wanted to mention Jeremy uh, as a solid option if you wanted to pick him up. I just think he's a little bit underneath what Appy can produce on a week-to-week basis, so that's why I wouldn't pick him personally. All right, Connor Watson. So we got the cheaper option of 566, price of 42 there uh, with a nice solid break even the hooker and the mid position jewel which is nice but you look at the last bunch of weeks here and he's finally come off with two scores over 40 but the issue here is the minutes so 46 minutes last week he did score a try and that's why a few people are thinking about him the 53 minutes before that is okay his ppm in that position isn't strong enough for me at the moment he has two scores over 50 only if we're picking him up we want a bunch of scores over that 40 6, 47, 48, and a, you know, the odd one in the 60s. And he's just not going to get that with the minutes, if that makes sense. So that's why I'd be steering clear of Connor. We just don't want a situation that we've had with Starling last bunch of weeks. Obviously, you know, he's not going to come on and play 20 minutes like Starling did. Well, you'd think so. Anyway, but um, yeah, definitely. I think Appy's probably your best selection out of these four. And I can understand why you would go for Robson as well. Because you're looking, if you're picking up a guy in round 13, you're hopefully wanting to pick them up for the rest of the year. And that's the same with 14. You're picking them up 14, 15, 16. They're going to play 17. And then you want to hold them for the rest of it if you're picking up a gun. Otherwise, it feels like a bit of a waste if you bring in a guy um, you know, for this week. The only reason you'd want to bring a guy in now for round 13 and then trade them out in round 17 is if you think that they can make money over the next four weeks and you know they're a mid-range guy or they're on the way up as a gun uh they're a cash cow they can make money over the next four and then you can trade them out that would be the only reason otherwise you want them to be a keeper long term like tohu harris so 682 we get him under the 50 
Price, which is nice, the middle and the edge. I think he's a, a cracking uh, captaincy option this week. So there's a few guys that be thinking about. Toho, Angus, if you want to go a little bit out there with the wing fullbacks, and you can go for like a Joey Manu. And then the, the halves position, there's really not too much, but we'll speak about that. Appy could be a sneaky one as well, but he has that opportunity to, you know, potentially get a 30 as well, so 30 or 70, whereas Toho, you know, he's going to be around that 50 mark, 50 to 60-ish at this stage um, of his career and, and, you know, coming back from injury, finally played the 80 minutes and got 57 in base. So you're going to feel really safe having him as captain. He's probably going to be mine there. So I think he's a really, really important player this week to bring in. I had a few questions saying Toho or uh, Angus Crichton. So Crichton's obviously 40K more expensive, but I think both of them can average pretty close to that 55 to 60 uh, over the rest of the season, 55 obviously being safer and 60 being on you know, the upside. And, and Crichton's done that in the past for sure. So both of them are going to be a great option. You just flip a coin, or if you have that extra 40K, then you can go for Gus. But either way, you'll be sweet with them. Both have you know normal break-evens now after, um, obviously, these aren't exactly correct. But you know, after some decent weeks, they're doing well. And if you're looking at, I can't believe 46% of the top 100 have him now. So they did really well and, and lucky with that. And obviously, a big percentage have Toho. Also, so Crichton, last bunch of weeks has been where he's, you know, he's made his, made his face known that he's back, baby. So last four weeks, 66, 60, 46, and 67. So you got three out of the four in the 60s, uh, sorry, and another 62. So four out of the five weeks, he's been awesome. So you can expect that from him going forward. You know, if he has a 46, it's like, oh, okay, it's a bit of a tough one. He actually had a tri-saver in that game too. But obviously, meters were down and also tackles were down. So Crichton, great captaincy option as well. I'm personally going to try and bring him in this week if I can uh, and, and see what happens. And he's someone that you can just keep for the rest of the year. If he's out of the favor in the origin, he's only going to miss one game over the next, you know, whatever it is, 13 left. And I think he's a great option for anyone's side. So Crichton, lock him in. Other guys are a bit cheaper. you got Fisher-Harris, who's a potential one. If you want an extra, you know, mid uh, there, and we have, I haven't mentioned Jackson in this group, which will um, I'll just pop that word document up again. Uh, I didn't put Jackson in there. He's also an okay option, but just the the worry that him being on the edge, I think I'm going to steer clear of him if I'm honest. But he has to be there as an option for sure. All right, Mister Fisher Harris. So. 45.5 average. You look at his recent two scores, a 65 and a 50. So really nice. The the minutes have been down and we want him to be back up in the mid 50 minutes. And even when he had that at the start of the year, he was a bit hit and miss. So he's someone that I don't feel super confident with if I'm picking him up in my side. I think you just go for the other guys. You've got Nat Butcher, you've got Crichton, and you've also got Toho and these types of guys. I'd be going for them before I'd go for Fisher uh, at this stage. We already spoke about Butcher last week, so I'm not going to add him in this as well. All right, Tarpany with uh, 669 is his price, so 48.9 the average. And again, you're looking at his scores. The last two weeks really good, a 53 and a 64. The minutes have been nice, you know, 54 and 62 there. Tackles and run meters have been his king. So the only issue with him is that he can have a bunch of 40s in his game. He does have the 50 and 60, but definitely has the 30s and 40s as well. So if you're looking for a bit of a roller coaster, then, then Joseph could be a man, but he's obviously a pod. If he has a bunch of good weeks carrying that uh, team without Papali'i, for example, then uh, he could do well. Corey Horsbrough, if you want the cheaper one, this could be your man. Last few weeks, he's played bigger minutes, so a 48 and a 52. And I doubt that this changes with the fact that you know, you've got Elliot who's moving on next year. Horsbrough's their guy. He's, he's been really, really consistent across the season. He's not one that misses many tackles, one to two a week, making good meters. Uh, the odd offload and tackles well. So Corey Horsbrough, a solid one. If he can get around that 50 minutes, his PPM has always been strong, just under that one there. And I think he can get high, you know, scores in the high 40s and make it a little bit of cash over this period. And you know, if he continues to get the minutes that he 
deserves, I think, then he could be getting closer to a 650, 700K kind of guy, yeah, averaging 47 to 50. But if it doesn't happen, then you can move him on in round 17. I'd be understandable. I could understand that. If you have the extra few trades, you know, the 16, 17, 18, 19, then Horsburgh could be a sneaky one at a cheaper price. If you wanted to straight swap, you know, Stephen Crichton, a, a Josh King, these types of players, then you can get uh, Horsburgh straight in. All right, we move to the halves, and we'll speak about them briefly. Uh, in terms of the mids and the edge, just guys I was thinking for next week, obviously Cam McInnes, uh, we got Isaiah Papali'i as well, uh, and then Clem and Frizz, all four guys that I think are solid. Obviously, after this round, don't have any buys from there. We'll play the rest of the games pending injury or suspension. So that's something interesting to think about. With those guys, the halves, we're going to speak about Burton, Kiri. Uh, we've spoken a bit about Sexton in general. And then thinking into round 14, we've got Adam Reynolds, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, and then Jerome Hughes. So all of those guys, I think, are solid ones to think about for next week if you're just trying to plan things out. That's why I wanted to pop them in this video uh, to talk about them a little bit more, and then uh, we can work it out and go through it a little bit further in round 14. But we'll start with Mr. Burton. So we spoke about him a bit the last bunch of weeks with how good he's been going, but you know, scores of 52, 82, 44, 74, and 65. So a couple of tries in there, kicking the goals again, which is ideal for him for sure. Uh, and then getting a tricis in each and every one of those weeks with a good kick meter. So very, very nice scores this week. And if you're needing a center or a half, then Burton could be your man. He's going to be a keeper in the, in the centers at minimum, right? So that's where the biggest, th- yeah, the biggest thing to think about with Burton is if you bring him in now, you're probably not going to move him on for the rest of the year. And if you're looking at you know, teams they're coming up against, obviously Penrith this week with a, a weakened side. Round 14, it'll be interesting to see what Para's like with a few of their players out. Will they back up? You know, how, how are they going to play? Then you've got Tigers, who are going to be, you know, it's going to be a nice tussle, that one. You've got Cronulla, who are scuffling a little bit at the moment. Bunnies have been okay. And you've got the Titans, Knights, and we'll go from there. But uh, overall, he's going to get better and better across the season. I think he's a solid option for anyone's side. Uh, obviously, you know, majority of people own him in that top 1,000 especially, which makes sense over the last bunch of weeks, picking him up or holding him the whole way through. And uh, that's that with Burton. Kiri, we spoke about him a few times recently, obviously, as well. But, you know, really nice scores. Lowest score of a 43 over the last six weeks. So anything above that and you're at least holding price. And if he gets in the 50s, you're going to make money up until about that 700K mark. I think he's going to average 50 over the next bunch of weeks and could potentially be, again, that 15, 16, 17, 18th man in your squad as cover in the halves if you've got Cleary. If you've got the DCE, then you could have Kiri as your third, which is pretty cool, right? For a guy that's only going to miss one game in the next you know, 13 weeks, I think it's a pretty solid one. It has that opportunity to potentially get the 60-odd, and he has scored no tries this year. Yeah, and try assists have been okay. He's had a few good weeks recently, but overall the attacking stats aren't there. That you know He's running the ball a decent amount with no tackle breaks, hardly any offloads. So if any of those games come along, then he could, uh, he could obviously improve his scoring as well. So that's Kiri on that one. Definitely a solid option at a cheaper price. Joey Manu, let's move to the centers and the fullbacks now. So we've got Joey, we've got Ruben Garrick, we've got Dylan Edwards, Jaden Campbell, potentially Walsh if you wanted to, uh, and then Xavier Savage as, as potential guys to pick up this week. I've probably got them in that order. Joey Manu first, and then Garrick closely behind in terms of my priorities. And then we've got Dill Edwards, Campbell, Walsh, and then Savage as a cash out. I think it's probably one of the only real good cash outs this week. We've got the... Uh, was it Weeks or Wicks? What's his name? Sorry, from, um, no, I'm probably wrong. From Panthers, who's playing six, who could potentially score okay as a cash out. But I think if we're going for cash outs, I think round 17, 16, 17 are going to be those weeks that I think is going to be beneficial for those types of guys. Probably a little bit early to just pick up cash outs, especially when we have a few already. 
you know, Peoples is there, Davi Moale, Vialeo, who I got to speak about in the most recent team list video. <laughs> How annoying is that for anyone that owns him? You hold him all this time and then he uh, unfortunately gets injured heading into the one week you need him. So very much a pain. But anyway, let's finish this video off with Mr. Joseph Manu. So we saw what he did at the back end of last year, especially through Origin. He got a couple of games at fullback when the boss was out. So around 13, they had the bye. Around 17, he played fullback and got a 63 with a try. Big run meters, 290. Tedesco didn't back up in round 14, so he got another 70, uh, round 18, sorry. So he got another 74, which is really, really cool. All right, so these are the games you want to look at. 59 when he played fullback in round 14 as well. Teddy didn't back up again. So Joey, I think you can get a bunch of fullback games out of him at the moment. He's owned by a small percentage in the top 5,000, only six in the top 100. So Joey at 622, I think he'll be priced around the 700K mark come around 17. Uh, and from there, you're really just going to be holding him for the rest of the year. As the dual position, he's going to be one of the top scorers in the center position around that Joey, uh, you, you and Aiken kind of mold, probably a little bit higher than him potentially. So I think Joey's high on my priority list this week as a pickup, and I think he should be for you as well. Garrick, I think, is also a great option considering he's going to be playing fullback for the rest of the year. I just really was excited with what he did last week. And obviously the week before on the wing got the two tries, but now he's at fullback. Uh, you saw obviously earlier on the year, he didn't do incredibly well, but a low score of 34 is what you're looking for in, consi- in terms of consistency out of a wing fullback. If we can get him around the 45 average, which I think he can do, you see the last, obviously last week was really, really cool. You know, he had the one try saver, the one try assist, but generally other than that, he had, you know, he had a bunch of tackle breaks, a bunch of offloads and the 220 run meters. So if he can get anywhere near that, over the next bunch of weeks with some tries and with some try assists as well, that he could average somewhere around that 45 to 55 uh, for the rest of the season. So I definitely think Garrick's a solid option. Manu has you know more of the runs on the board in terms of being a keeper for the last bunch of years, whereas Garrick is, was a keeper last year with how good they were going, the amount of tries, the amount of goal kicks he was getting uh, was obviously a solid option. So he's my second best option that has uh, no dual position. That's the only thing with, with Garrick there. All right, two players to go through. If you are enjoying this, guys, if you're new, hit subscribe. I really appreciate that uh, and like this video. Dylan Edwards with 570K. Just think he's slightly below these guys, just in terms of his fantasy output. He's someone that can get the mid-30s, the 20s there, which he has a bunch this season. And the odd game where he gets the 250, 290 meters, the odd try and a try assist, and he can do really well. So I just think he's slightly below those guys that I just spoke about. So up to you whether you want to go for Dill. He's obviously going to have to step up in these games when they have a bunch of their players out and potentially a few of them not backing up, heading into round 14 and and 18 as well. So that's uh, Dylan Edwards. And the last one, Jaden Campbell, I think he's slightly below Dill, just with his uh, potential as a fullback. We've obviously got uh, a few decent games here, 62, 62, and a 43. If you can average somewhere around the mid-40s, then he's going to be worth it for you. Uh, make a tiny, you know, a decent amount of cash, 50 to 100K, and some decent scores for you. And obviously a bit of a pod if you want that. But Joey Manu, I think, is the best just because he has the dual position. He's done it before at fullback, and the Roosters are kind of getting on a bit of a roll right now. So that's the video, guys. Obviously a pretty long one. I really hope you enjoyed it, got a lot out of it. There's plenty of things to, to think about. And then, you know, planning in towards round 14 and heading into round 17 as well. Plenty to talk about. The next video, we're going to be going through all your teams. So I hope that, you know, you've all gone through this video learned a lot, uh, worked out a bit of a plan over the next few weeks, and then uh, yeah, analyzing your teams and going through that just builds on that knowledge. Um, and we just learn a lot. That's the goal in here. I hope you enjoyed this. We'll catch you in the next one, guys. See you later. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.